Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, you can hear me? Yes. Welcome to Cooler Conversations. I'm your host, Tommy Smiley, and my guest here today is Tyler Smiley. You know, you think you're funny, but I'm going to put that into the edit. Welcome to the Cooler Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. Today's guest is the brand new owner of a Dodge Chargers scat pack, if I knew what the (laughs) hell that meant. This is Tommy Smiley. What's up, Tommy? What's up? Thanks for having me. Uh, You're very welcome. Uh, Had to get you on because Trey is right now two ahead of you. Okay. You're going to have to beat him. You're going to have to beat him. Um, For anyone that doesn't know, Tommy is my youngest brother, um, not much to say there. We're going to kind of get into our conversation. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did, I did want to kind of do some house cleaning before I get into the discussion with Tommy, um, about what the show is going through and where we're going with the podcast. So real quick, I wanted to sit down with you guys as an audience and really talk about the show. Um, for some reason, and actually not even for some reason, I've realized that I've been posting a lot of the stuff that we are doing with the show on social media. So again, if you're not on our social media, you might want to follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. But again, I also have this platform to talk directly to you guys on your commutes. If you're in the kitchen, I don't know what all 12 of you are doing. Honestly, in reality, there's more than 12 of you. Um, so shout out to everyone who's been listening in around the world. That's actually pretty awesome. But Regardless, we have a lot of things uh, going on with the show now that we're getting into past 50 episodes. Didn't really think we'd get there. Uh, First of all, yes, we are doing the Cheerwine interview. For those of you that don't know what Cheerwine is, Cheerwine is the uh, it's a North Carolina based uh, soft drink soda. Um, They are they started out as a small business about 100 years ago and they became something huge. Me talking about small businesses with a lot of these guys thought it'd be a great shot in the dark to just see if one of these big old companies would want to talk to me on my little podcast. And lo and behold, Cheerwine agreed. Um, It's going to be really awesome talking to Julia. We're going to get a recording in either this week, next week or the week after some huge um, amount of time. But we're going to try and get something in before the holidays because we're going to have a promo code, whether that be um, specific to us. I'm pretty sure it will be, but, you know, get some money off, get some stuff before the holidays. It should be awesome. Um, again, with the social media and kind of talking about news, um, if you haven't noticed, I usually take a week off every nine weeks. I've gone through two breaks now. I just think it's, you know, why not? Schools do it all the time. Schools do it with nine weeks and how they do their grading. Um, it just made it super easy because with Instagram having three pictures across, um, it just made it super easy with making it nine. Um, other than that, um, if you guys going forward again, I'm going to probably do a better job of explaining when the breaks are because you guys are probably looking at like, oh, he hasn't posted in about a week. What's going on? Did he give up on his hobby? Where are we going? Um, so again, every nine weeks we're, we're just started off another nine week realm. So this should be good. And this is pretty solid for a season one. Another thing, and this will be the last bit of news. Um, actually one other thing, Tommy and I have had some issues. This is the second time we've had to do this podcast, uh, <laughs> doing this recording because this damn app, 
I know at the very beginning, you guys hear the Anchor app uh, commercial. This thing is awesome if you're wanting to start a podcast. I highly recommend it. This is not another commercial. But the faults really start to, to weigh in after 50 plus episodes. You start getting the, the technical issues, cutting in and out. Uh, we've had some more episodes where it sounds like uh, either I am or my guest are talking over the other. Um, I don't like that. I, I understand that, you know, people will give me grace because this is a first time with a podcast. But at some point, I am wanting to do an in-person studio, whether I do it uh, and earn it through crowdfunding or through sponsorships. I don't know. We're going to try and figure that out. So just so you guys know that uh, there are things that I'm working towards with this podcast. And when working towards something, we have added another series. Um, I've said it on the social media again, but I'm going to say it to you guys now. I am doing a Mandalorian themed series. Now, for those of you who don't know, Mandalorian is the Star Wars themed uh, TV series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, season 2 airs. October 30th. So when you guys hear this, it'll be on Friday um, when you guys hear this on Tuesday. So it's happening on Friday. The episodes will be recorded the Saturday or Saturday or Sunday uh, after the episode airs. And then they will be uh, put out on the Monday. This allows me to skip past the whole drama with uh, election Sunday or election Tuesday and then going forward, I kind of get to get ahead of the crowd when uh, everyone does their Monday my quarter Monday morning quarterbacks on the episode. So I'm going to have a variety of uh, guests, a variety of different opinions on the series, just anyone who's a Star Wars fan. Like I said, going forward, I didn't want to just talk about small businesses. I want to have general conversations with people and their interests. My interest is a little bit of Star Wars, a little bit of this nerdy stuff, and I want to talk about these nerdy things with other people who are infatuated with these nerdy things. And to wrap that in, today's guest, being Tommy, is one of those super fans of said nerdy things. Tommy, <laughs> to give a little bit of a backstory, used to run around the house in uh, our mom's robe with a lightsaber. For some reason, he was always the one dying. Well, I, I still don't do. Know why. Tommy, why were you the one that was always dying? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. I was weird, but I still do it all the time. So getting Just into kidding. the Mandalorian, what theories for the second time that we've had to record this, what theories uh, going into the Mandalorian do you have? Um, personally, I think I called it. I think um, Boba Fett will be in it. Uh Tamura Morrison, I think that's his name, has already been confirmed on leaks that he is in uh, season two. So um, I don't know. I, I kind of hope Boba Fett's in there. I mean, Trey, Trey, I know, is a huge Boba Fett fan, but personally, I like Boba Fett, too. So I'm also a fan of all the characters on the dark, on the, I guess, the Empire side. But yeah, I think Boba Fett's going to be in there. That's pretty much my only theory. Don't you think that would take away from the Mandalorian if you have another Mandalorian in it? Um, well, the thing is, Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian. He just has the armor. So that's what I'm saying. But most people look at man at the Mandalorian, they're like, oh, that's a Boba Fett. So, 
I think what's going to happen is at the end of season two, you'll probably see Boba Fett because you do still want to build the character of uh, I I forgot the dude's name. I, that's <laughs> I forgot the main character's name, but you you have to build his character first, and then you can bring in Boba Fett. But I don't think Boba Fett would be an antagonist. I think he would probably just be a normal bounty hunter. But that's if they even bring him in. I've heard what otherwise. Do you, what do you think they'll do with uh, Baby Yoda? Or the child? Um, yeah, I think they'll probably bring him to Ahsoka. You think, that'll so- be the, you think that'll be the end of his, uh, his story? Mm. I mean, it is called The Mandalorian. It's not Mandalorian and green baby yeah i think that that will probably happen in like the mid-season i feel like um but i think after the the child part of the show after he stops his father son type thing i think you'll start going into the more all right there's other bounty hunters out there that you know want my my uh pretty much my piece of the pie when it comes to bounties because right now the Mandalorian the main character is the best bounty hunter in the galaxy but once you have Boba Fett in there then that'll probably be the you know the whole thing like oh shit there's another bounty hunter that might be better than me that has that's older has more experience stuff like that yeah I wonder if they're going to take him um, at some point as a uh, a force sensitive individual the main character yeah Mm, that'd be pretty ironic since he hates jedi that's what i'm saying i think i think it'd be interesting especially if he gets the dark saber from the end of it for anyone that's listening to kind of uh again we're going to sum it up mostly with the the mandalorian series but um there's a lot of technical jargon with this essentially with the show if you've never seen it if you were living under a rock Mandalorian is a guy that looks like Boba Fett. He's the green guy with the the visor on standing uh, next to Darth Vader with the jetpack. He looks like him. Again, if you're sitting on a rock, you're not going to understand this. Baby Yoda's in it. You've seen the memes. Um, What is, what do you think is going to be, what what is, what is something out of left field that nobody else is thinking other than the Boba Fett thing that you are a big uh, proponent for? What do you think? I don't. That's the thing. I I need to do my due diligence again. I need to start binge watching the show. So if I want to be pretty honest with you, I kind of forgot (laughs) some of the things in the last season. So I'm not really. I just. I think if I watch the season again, I do. If I remember correctly, they did have the uh, characters in the in the ship with Bill Burr in them. They'll probably be a bigger part than you think in the next season. And that's where it goes back with meeting Boba Fett. And my reason in bringing up Boba Fett is in the end of the fourth episode, or fifth, don't quote me on that, I don't know. It's somewhere in the middle of the uh, season, first season. You hear, uh, like, the, it's like the jingles, the spurs on Boba Fett's shoes that you hear every time he walks in the original trilogy. And then during that, you hear a radio frequency sound that plays the exact same radio frequency sound that plays when he show when he first shows up in a new hope. So 
So you're yeah. just you're just putting all your money on this uh, Boba Fett. I am, I am, because why why else would they do those two key like foreshadows? Like why would they add those things in, and why and why were they even on Tatooine to begin with? Bro, it's going to be Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Can you imagine if? Uh... There's just a big old middle finger, and it is like a Jar Jar Binks, like some <laughs> like throwback character, like Watto, rolling up in there. <laughs> I just like, turn he's off got, the show. like you have the baby, and all you hear is this. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, that would be funny. Or it's actually Yoda. It actually is Yoda. The fuck you doing, my charm? If anyone doesn't know, Tommy does an excellent Yoda uh, accent, as you can, <laughs> as you can hear. <laughs> so, speaking about, uh, and like I said, we have plenty of more Mandalorian stuff for you to talk about. Talking about binge watching, uh, me and you literally for two nights or two days in a row, we uh, <laughs> we binge watched the freaking Bly Manor. Um, <laughs> So for anyone that has never seen it, Blind Manor is the um, it's the horror series, suspense horror series on uh, Netflix. It's the sequel to uh, Haunting on Hill House. Same characters. It's literally, in my opinion, a uh, Netflix ripoff of American Horror Stories. They're just taking the same cast anthology series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think better. I think it's better though than American you've never, Horror Stories. You have never seen the other one though. You've never seen American Horror Stories. I've seen one season, and it was the carnival one, I think, and I did not like it at all. That's the worst was, one. I think it was trash. Well, I didn't like it. You got to watch the one with Stevie Nicks. Who's that? that- Fleetwood Mac? Yes. <laughs> oh. Well, I th- I still need to watch Haunting in the Hill House. I'm I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm scared, but it, when it comes to those suspenseful horror movies – I think it's better to watch with other people. Yeah. You know, that's what made Bly, the Bly Manor kind of fun. Cause it was, you know, it was me, you and Twee, we were watching it. And then kind of like in the middle of like when the main character did something, you know, fucking retarded, like, Hey, let me walk in the room. That's forbidden. Like we kind of just talk shit about it. Like, you know, you dumbass. like, or, Oh, there's a ghost outside. Let me go outside by myself. Like every, that that's that's the key thing in every horror movie or show is that the main character has to be stupid. That's what I find. That's what frustrates me about a lot of these these the horror genre itself is that a majority of the adaptations have a really stupid main character. What would you say is a horror movie that has a smart main character? Um, Alien. Yeah, uh, that chick from that. Alien. I'll the thing, Kurt Russell from the thing. I was actually not expecting you to have answers to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's mostly alien movies. That I mean, when it comes, I guess you could say uh, Laurie Strode from Halloween, but all she did uh, is scream. Yeah, that's that's the eight. And Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That Friday or Freddy Krueger was actually a good guy in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, not. When we first watched, I first watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I couldn't take it seriously. It was a lot of those old horror slashers. I can't take seriously. 
They're just corny, dude. I I, I know some corny. people. I know some people who watch them like their Christmas movies, and and we've had we've talked about this. Christmas movies get really old after a while, and just like some of the really bad acting and really terrible horror <laughs> monsters, so dumb. Well, what killed me in Nightmare on Elm Street was like, please God, and he was like. <sighs> this is god and then he starts like running like a like a idiot with the hand like his little hand in the air i was like what the hell am i watching so he looked like uh, one of those inflatable arm guys (laughs) so i was gonna ask what did you like about blind manor blind manor i the one thing i do find so creepy and that's why i want to watch hill house too is that it's the thing where you're always being watched and it's kind of it's fun and creepy at the same time to try and find the ghosts they hide in the background this is spoiler spoiler alert by the way um but like the little like the ghost you see in the background like the plague doctor literally is in every every scene you could see which was pretty creepy like it that's why i find that's why i like and that about uh the haunting series is that it's the unknown, like it's not even focused on them, but you could still see the figure in the background. Like when we were watching, we're like, holy shit, there's a guy standing at the doorway, but it's not focused on him. You know, uh, like when uh, Rebecca, go- Rebecca's ghost, like the one of the uh, side characters, she before you, she was even introduced, you see her character staring at the main character in the background and then walk away. Which that's another thing. The Blind Manor had such good foreshadowing. It was just, it was, it was great. I, I liked it, but it's when it comes to uh, horror shows like that, I think it's better to watch with other people, so you can just talk shit about it or kind of just commentate over it or lighten the mood whenever something bad just happened. So I feel like it wasn't as scary. Like I, I got to a point where i got really bored and i was just like come on give me something the only thing that scared me were jump scares and i think jump scares are just cheap but but the things that also did kind of give me some chills though were like when the little girl flora was like that's not yours and then she keeps looking to the chick's shoulder like behind her i'm like what the hell and it doesn't show anything but it's kind of like um is it going to show a person behind her you know those are the kind of things that kind of scared me in the beginning but once you go through the show and start knowing about okay so this is what that is oh that's what caused that then it doesn't really get scary anymore so like with the lady in the white dress when you first saw her her you were like oh shit what the hell is that and then you know later on kind of figure out her backstory and she's not scary i thought it was interesting uh because like i said the haunting hill house was kind of the same way is where it starts off the first two or three episodes really scary and then it turns into suspense and then it turns into like a mystery um i really like the quote by the uncle because i felt like it was i felt like this quote was an example of the entire season whether it was this season or last season it was the uh everything is scary until you give it a story mm-hmm. you know and it's like one of those things where like yeah you see like the little uh the little boy again this is spoilers for people but there's a little kid running around with a doll's face like freaking slammed into it and he's creepy as hell but then you see him for mm-hmm. like the hundredth time and you're like oh okay, he's just you know he's just chilling 
Yeah. Or like the plague doctor who's just literally sipping coffee half the time. Right. Yeah. He's. <laughs> but what's creepy is that like there were scenes where I I caught it on one of them where you saw the plague doctor in the background in the doorway. And you're like, I saw someone. And then he was also standing like the plague doctor was weird because I thought he was a statue at first because I don't know why the hell a plague doctor would be in there. But then, like you said, like you, you learn the backstory. So it explains everything. So, yeah, that's but like with the lady in the white, you know, you learn her story and you're like, OK, that, that's the reason. Then like her sister, which was up in the attic. When the little girl was humming and you heard some like demonic type humming, I was like, what the, f-? but you turned out like, oh, you learned her backstory and you're like, eh, it's not scary anymore. So like towards like the last episode, you kind of just got desensitized to all like the creepiness and kind of, eh. so that happened. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, I think that's why I really like that quote. I think that, I think honestly, that's something you can, uh, you can take into like real life. Mm-hmm. But uh, like what? moving from that, moving from that scary thing to the scariest thing I've ever seen, it is the. Um, and you wanted to touch upon this: the Cincinnati Bengals defense freaking today. Yeah, maybe put a story towards their shittiness and playing football because that's what scares me. Do you think so? For anyone that's wondering, we're recording this on Sunday. You're going to hear it on Tuesday. What? Oh my god! As the Cincinnati Bengals fan, for anyone who's who's uh, like watching us and going, "What the hell is like? Wh- why is our ta- our team so trash?" Tell me. Are you asking? Yeah, me I'm or... asking you. No, they they can't <laughs> tell me. I mean, so I think what what the problem is is that you have a defensive coordinator that plays. If we are up, like against the Colts, we're up destroying the Colts 21 to zero and the defensive corner is like, okay, so we got him on their heels. Let's just play prevent defense and not blitz. That's what he was doing. And doing prevent defense literally gives them more cushion to go for a touchdown. The only reason you should do prevent defense is if they're doing hail Mary, but I'm not a football coach. So don't, don't take that of like, Oh, uh, he knows, he knows his stuff about football. No, I'm just I'm just saying common sense looking from the TV that if you are beating them by a lot of points, you still beat them by blitzing. You pressure them. So and another thing is our defense isn't good at zone. They're only good at man, but we keep playing in that zone. Uh, So our defense is pretty trash, as you saw from Baker Mayfield marching down the field in less than one minute after we just scored a touchdown. Our uh, offensive line is pretty decent at second string. Our first string offensive line is worse than our second string. But apparently I didn't see the highlights, but I've seen on comments. Apparently they were decent because two of our offensive linemen got injured and our offensive line got better after that. So it's weird. Do you, like me, uh, often think about stopping to be a Bengals fan? (laughs) All the time. I'm going to become a Steelers fan. You think? No. Uh, I think I'll probably become a Carolina Panthers fan, but they suck sometimes too. So I was gonna say, how I'm you, just going to be a bandwagon. I was going to say, how did they do today? 
I don't know. I think they probably won. I think they lost. They lost to the Saints. Yep, twenty-four to twenty-seven. They got a better record than us, though. Yeah, they still they just still didn't win. So I'm not a fan of them. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the Steeler fans, uh, I did I tell you what uh, our cousin he texted me that he texted me out of the blue. And Denny, if you're listening to me, this is straight to your to you. He texted me out of blue. He said, "Hey, I want you to know that I'm pulling against your Ohio State team." I said. I, guess, I think I said it was like, okay. I am in the mountains. What's the score? <laughs> I mean, they still won. That's the thing. Ohio State, it would always be a trade-off. We have a good college team, but a terrible, terrible NFL team. That's the trade-off. I, I so, like to think that's... that someone in Ohio sacrificed to Satan himself. All the professional team wins just so Ohio State could win most years after the 90s. You know what I mean? Yeah, what, after the, the Bungles in the 90s? Well, yeah, I think after – I think in – I'm talking about, like, the Browns, the Cleveland Cavaliers. All of them are historically oh, yeah. not good. They've had good mm-hmm. years, but historically they're just – all pro teams in Ohio are so bad that Ohio State as a culture, having any amount of success, everyone is like, oh, my God, that's my team. Well, the problem is, is that first the Browns and the Bengals always had terrible, was always a terrible organization. But with the Bengals, the Bengals actually had a very decent history under Paul Brown. But uh, we just, our history of choking, we choke in the Super Bowl. We choke when it counts. But once Mike Brown came into play with the Bengals in 1991, somewhere in the early 1990s, that's when the Bengals started doing terrible. You know, they, they went from going to 11 to 5 to 3 and 13 to 2 and 14. And that's where they became the Bungles. So I love how you're telling me what life was like before you were born. <laughs> well, I've done a lot of, I guess I, I've done a decent amount of research on it. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't really do much. You haven't much. done anything, man. No. What are you doing now? Tell the audience what you're trying to get into now. Um, I'm trying to get into uh, YouTube and live streaming. I uh, started YouTubing, being a YouTuber, I guess a year ago on uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Took a bit of a hiatus just because I stopped playing Battlefront 2 and then I kind of just drifted away. But now I'm trying to get back into it. I started a... I just got done doing a live stream on Battlefront 2 today. I finished, I did a live stream uh, last week on Jedi Knight Outcast. So it's, it's pretty fun live streaming just because, you know, I'm playing the game that I'm having fun at and then other people can watch. So it's, it's pretty fun. So, and uh, now I'm doing that. And then I actually just got back into, or I didn't get back into, I started doing the Grow with Google. So the IT specialist. So you're so, basically attacking the company Google from both sides. Yeah, from the entertainment side and uh, from the, I guess the uh, job the technical side. side. The tech, what do you yeah. think? 
uh, if you were to make an aspiration, what do you think makes you different from other people who could be streaming? What do you bring to the table? Um, that's the thing. I, I don't know yet. Or is it, I mean, I'm, like I'm, I trying said, to, I'm trying to figure that out. Something right that now. you could bring to the table could even include like just you enjoying it. I think I see some people streaming and I think they're just doing it because they think that they can make money from it as opposed to just like, mm-hmm. I'm literally just showing you guys me playing video games. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's the thing. You have people who force themselves to play games that they hate. Like uh, when, when it comes to call of duty, you have Call of Duty streamers who completely hate the game, and they still, they they still play it. And it's kind of like, I mean, you're getting paid money, but if it's not something you enjoy, I mean, I I live stream Call of Duty, but I I'm, it's it's a game that I don't see myself playing for more than a year after, without getting pretty frustrated, just because it's a it's not really a good game. At least the current one isn't. I don't know about the no the new Cold War. But Modern Warfare is, in my opinion, a pretty trash Call of Duty, and I've played it too much. So, what game are you looking forward to uh, streaming? What What could people get the best bang for their buck uh, watching you in? Um, I th- Lego Star Wars is one game I'm eyeing on. Uh, I would say Among Us, but Among Us is now becoming a saturated market because literally everyone's streaming that just like how Fortnite. So like the, the thing is, is that when it comes to games like that, you have to attack them as soon as they come out. Because when I'm with Fortnite, if I would have started streaming Fortnite, when it first, like when it first came out, I would probably have a guarantee of like at least over 10,000 subscribers just because of how popular the game was. Now it's a saturated market and people are also getting bored watching it, bored playing it. Actually, I don't know about board playing it because they do have new, cool new stuff in there with Marvel and uh, DC. But it's it's a game that's not being watched anymore. So, but Lego Star Wars, I'm I'm kind of excited to play and stream. I would say Among Us, but uh, got to get some people to do that and stream with because it's more fun as a game with friends instead of by yourself. You know. So you're basically going to do, as far as your YouTube, you're basically just going to do mostly uh, the streaming, or are you going to start editing? I would, I, I would try. I'll probably have to practice editing. Uh, to be honest, I, I find that very complicated to edit. I just need to go on the app and take the time out of the day and kind of practice on it because I know there's an app called Filmora that a lot of people use. I just need to get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, I I completely I, it's it's interesting because I look back at uh when I guess you were a part of it at some point we did the Smiley Bros three cringy ass YouTube and I mm-hmm. I think how I think how stupid I think I really do I think how stupid we were at doing those videos but then I'm like if you would have kept doing it we would you would have you would have probably gotten a lot of yeah, following. I mean, because not only was that in the beginning of towards the beginning of YouTube, reaction videos weren't even a thing yet, really. Like they weren't really popular. I mean, reaction videos blew up in like 2016. Yeah, I think. I think that's one thing why I'm enjoying doing this podcasting, and it's not to me. It's not about like blowing up. I'm actually like enjoying talking to people. But uh, I do think about that. Mm-hmm. 
like with the YouTube thing. I started in 2012, and I thought I thought 2000 starting in 2012 with like the uh, the Ray William Johnsons and the freaking like crazy orange or the awkward orange or whatever the hell his name was. Um, annoying annoying orange. orange. All those like those YouTubers, and like they're nobodies now. Versus like Mr. Beast, who started after 2012. Like two, it was like 2015, and now he's like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's it's one of those. We well, also you also got to look at a uh, PewDiePie. Yeah, just like I think that's the thing is like we have these things where we expect uh, expect instant instant success, but then we, if you really look at it, most of these guys are playing the long game, right? If they, it's almost like the, uh, the, that old question, would you rather have a million dollars now, or would you rather have a dollar that doubles every day for a month? Yeah. I mean, it, that's it's a good analogy. Do you know which one you would choose? The million dollars over time. It's not a million dollars over time. It's a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think I said a million dollars every time? <laughs> yeah, Would you rather have a million dollars every time? <laughs> Would you have a million dollars right now or do I have it over time? <laughs> <laughs> I would rather have a dollar over time or a dollar that doubles every time. It's uh it's actually a trick question. You're only getting a dollar that turns into two dollars and it does it, it repeats. <laughs> um you're still getting money, though. That's true. Well, Tom, uh, I have you <clears throat> slated for The Mandalorian Episode 2, which will air not this week, but next week. Um, and uh, we'll have to, we're going to definitely do this again when, when I get you on for that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm. I just need to, I need to start watching it. When's it come out? November 1st? Or 10 October, October 30th. What? I said at the beginning of the episode. Oh, okay. October 30th. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited this for Friday. It. The first episode goes. And for those listening, oh, okay. Connor Kearns is returning for that episode. Nice. All right. Well, Tom, this was an absolute blast. I'm going to have to, well, I am. I'm going to get you on again. You'll be on a second episode in two weeks. So uh, thank you for coming on. All right. Well, thank you. Guys, this was uh, another episode of the Cooler Conversation Podcast. This was Tommy Smiley on. I'm going to link his uh, YouTube channel because he's going to be doing a lot of more streamings to kind of, you know, we can kind of give him a little bump there. I'm going to put his Instagram in the uh, description as well. Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends. Uh, Subscribe and rate the podcast on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. If you haven't already, like I said at the beginning, follow our Instagram at Cooler Conversations. You can like our Facebook page, too, um, if you're still on Facebook. This podcast is the culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. This is Cooler Conversations. Later.